0: don't actually talk about them those who do talk about them don't actually know. but when it comes to impeachment, do you think your conference will be lined up to move forward on that on the House floor?
1: Well the uh, process was uh, pretty heavy last night. Uh, personally, uh, I believe it's appropriate. It's been a year-long process uh, very thoughtful uh, and detailed and you've got a, a, a you've got the head of Homeland Security who is charged legally, with securing our southern border, and Phil, uh, he's not only failed to do that, he's willfully uh, disobeyed uh, existing law, uh, which requires that you detain certain individuals, uh, and instead he's created this mass catch-and-release program, which has resulted in things like in my home state, uh, about a year ago, uh, they had a uh, individual on the terrorist watch list come across the border. They had him. And they released him into the country. He was here for a year before he was picked up. He's a member of Al-Shabaab, the terrorist group uh, Al-Shabaab. He was picked up in Minneapolis recently. So uh, the the process is moving forward and I expect the uh, articles will pass out of committee and then we'll pass it off the floor. When it comes to the process, the precedent here, there hasn't been a cabinet official
0: impeached in 148 years. And you've had uh, several constitutional scholars weigh in, including uh, one who said, whatever else Mayorkas may or may not have done, he has not committed bribery, treason, or high crimes and misdemeanors. I urge principled Republicans who care about the Constitution to oppose those in their party who are seeking to impeach and remove Majorcus. That's Alan Dershowitz, who was a defender of Donald Trump in the first impeachment. And then there's also this. Take a listen.
1: I don't think they have established any of those uh, bases for impeachment. The fact is impeachment is not for being uh, a bad cabinet member or even being a bad person. Uh, It is a very narrow standard. That was Jonathan
0: Turley, who also agreed with your assessment during the Trump impeachment efforts, which they were political. There wasn't enough due process uh, and lacked precedent. How do you respond to that?
1: Oh, I think there's been plenty of due process. Uh, You've got uh, an individual who's testified before every other committee in, in the Senate, in the House, perhaps more than any other uh, cabinet member. And yet he won't come in and testify in front of the uh, Homeland Security Committee uh, to explain why it is he has literally been violating, willfully violating the immigration and naturalization act by uh, failing to detain individuals who are coming across our Southern border illegally. And there are other legal violations. I have great respect for all of these, uh, constitutional experts, but, uh, but the facts speak for themselves and, uh, I think what you'll see coming out of committee now, because I'm assuming those interviews uh, have been taking place before all of the, uh, the debate, uh, what you're seeing coming out of committee is I believe they will find that he has willfully disobeyed existing laws. He's willfully violated or abused uh, and ignored the uh, parole law okay. uh, in this country. Uh, and that's why I think ultimately he should have resigned. Uh, long ago, he—you got 8.3 million people that come up across the border under his watch. 1.57 right. million gotaways. This is outrageous. Remember when Jay Johnson, no, this who was Senator, under the I, Obama I, administration, said a thousand a day was uh, was a crisis. There is no uh, question. This is well beyond
2: that. Uh, the solution among some of your Republican House colleagues is to impeach Homeland Security Secretary Mayorkas. They had that long 13-hour hearing yesterday. Perhaps it did come out of that committee. We'll see if there's enough votes to get it done in the large house but what is your reaction to that process to that attempt when even the wall street journal this morning saying this does not qualify as high crimes and misdemeanors you should not impeach on based on policy disputes you have republican senators saying this is a distraction a waste of time let's take this border deal that's being put in front of us what's your response to that vote out of that committee in the house yesterday to impeach mayorkas
3: House Republicans are engaged in another partisan political stunt. They apparently have been ordered to do so by Donald Trump and Marjorie Taylor Greene uh, because these are the individuals who are basically
1: running the House.
3: Yep. Okay, thank you. Couldn't even get to the end to open the show because um, remember uh, Willie Geist and Morning Mika are telling you uh, the Republican senators say take the Just take the deal. Take, take, take this border security deal. There's so much going on today, we're going to break it all down for you, and here's why. Because you are the protagonist, you're the driver of action, this audience, and we got a lot of work to do. I want to thank uh, uh, Parker Sig, Rob Sig, the entire team, Real America's Voice, folks in Denver, everybody, for making the last two days at the Republican, uh, the precursor to the Republican National Committee. A lot of updates on that, we're going to get to it, but we've got to deal with... Um, remember, uh, by the way, it's uh, Wednesday, 31 January, Year of the Lord, 2024. 150 years we have not impeached. And they keep saying all the headlines is it it moved forward, it approved. No. They voted to impeach Mayorkas last night, 18 to 15, I think it was. A hat tip, and I realize she's quite controversial. And I realize a lot of times uh, the war room itself and the war room posse get um, sideways with her. But this is 100% the work of Marjorie Taylor Greene. Back a year ago, she said she was going to bring, she brought the first uh, uh, impeachment effort up, and she said she was going to call a vote every day if she had to, to finally drive this. Uh, I can't tell you, and I've been the first to say, we can't chase shiny toys. This is not a shiny toy because it cuts to the heart of what they're trying to do in the Senate. Uh, So for the first time in 150 years since I think the Secretary of War Belknap Uh, was uh, impeached back after the Civil War. I think it was 1876. Man, there was some wild stuff happening back then, wasn't it? It doesn't get covered enough in American history. They had so many uh, contested presidential elections, they had to pass the Electoral Count Act of 18... Was it 1887? Of course, Mitt Romney, those guys, changed that law, tried to change it. It's unconstitutional what they did. They tried to change it in an omnibus, tuck it into an omnibus a couple of years ago uh, that showed... What everybody was doing on that day of January 6th to bring the Green Bay sweep to the floor of the House and the Senate was absolutely 1,000% appropriate. And Judas Pence was the guy that didn't understand the law. He and his team didn't understand it or just violated it. Once again, back to that era, we have now impeached the Homeland Committee, the Homeland Security Committee has impeached Mayorkas and sent it to the floor. Buried lead, here's the signal. The Senate is so freaked out about this. Red State Democrats, Tester, that enti- Casey, the entire crowd are, is are so panicked, so panicked. The guys down in Georgia, they want to bury this thing. They're going to send it to a committee first. They're not going to go up and put it on trial, which they're supposed to uh, after the House vote. So this thing is getting heat. Here's the reason: it cuts to the heart of this amnesty bill that the Senate, that Lankford and the traitors in the Senate have pushed forward because here's where they messed up. Everything in that Senate bill is that is to be done, and right now Biden could do all of it, okay? He can do all of it if he wanted to. We know that. He could do all of it. Just listen to President Trump. Right now it all depends upon Mayorkas' desire to implement it. So not just is it a phony codification, is it a total codification of the invasion of the United States of America? And any Republican that votes for that should be turfed out and this is all driven by Mitch McConnell. Mitch McConnell, the NRSC, Danes, that entire crowd, okay? They are not our allies, they are not MAGA. In fact, I would respectfully submit that they are enemies of this republic. They kowtow to the big donors and this is a big donor bill because it gives the work permits immediately to, I don't know, six, seven, eight million illegal alien invaders. And that will crush the black working class or crush the Hispanic working class in this country. Um, so hat tip to her. She drove this thing through. And this is what we're talking about. Action, action, action. You just can't continually talk. Sometimes you have to get in there and plow through it. And last night was not pretty. It was ugly. They won ugly, I think, at midnight. The vote finally went down. After battling the Democrats the entire time, vote was 18 to 15. Uh, I've, so this whole, we have three aspects that are moving forward on Capitol Hill that you're in the middle of the fight. Let me break down this fight for a second so you can see the battle space. We have the, um, we have the overall budget and the CR, and they continue to tap that along, right? We're going to get another CR, that, that battle right there with the $2 trillion deficit. At the same time, you have the supplemental. That's another hundred billion dollars, and that supplemental, they've held our our hostage, our border hostage to get through Ukraine money. Well, guess what? As the warmers predicted for many years, there's now an active coup underway between the military and Zelensky. And Ben Harner was going to be here in a minute and um, to to explain that to me. And Mayorkas is, is is getting impeached here. At the same time, that Texas is throwing down, and other states are coming to their back are coming to their back on a constitutional crisis on the Southern border. This is all merging in together into one thing. Uh, we're gonna get Ben on in a second. I wanna go to Todd Benzman though. Todd, you've got another report up that's gonna make people's head blow up, but I wanna kind of go through some pieces so the posse can understand what our, our marching orders are today. Uh, I wanna go to Mallorca's I'll come back to your great piece about how the American, just understand something, folks. You are, and this is about this budget and about not fighting and the woken and weaponized. Mm-hmm. Your tax dollars, the great tragedy here is the American people are underwriting the destruction of their own country. The most patriotic people in the country, the most patriotic, that pay their taxes, raise their family, send their sons and daughters to volunteer to go into the military, and then they get transferred out, to, they get sent all over Hell's Half Acre and protecting other borders, like protecting the border in Jordan between Jordan and Syria, Right to die there from the, uh, from, the Georgia, uh, uh, the, from the Georgia soldiers who were deployed there to die protecting that border instead of our own border. But let's talk about this impeachment for a second. Todd Benzman, the Democrats are, are, are flapping around. We started that with Tom Emmer. Tom Emmer is not a fire breather. He is the whip. He's a guy that tried to run for a speaker and President Trump came out against him. He's not fully MAGA. He's 100% willfully violated, willfully violated, willfully violated. We have all the laws in the books we need. And right now, while they're trying to push this phony bill, Todd Benzman, we have for the first time in over 150 years, a cabinet secretary impeached at a committee level uh, for willfully violating the laws of the United States of America. Your thoughts, sir?
2: Well, all of this reminds me, You you probably remember just a few years ago when Barack Obama was in office, uh, he was asked, Why do you keep deporting and detaining people? Why won't you stop doing that, uh, illegal immigrants? And Obama turned around to him and said, Because it's the law. I have to do this because the law says I have to do this, and I am not a king. Uh, and Joe Biden is not a king any more than Barack Obama was on this issue. And he certainly doesn't have any, uh, you know, Mayorkas is certainly not one of the uh, king's men uh, who can just decide not to follow the law. Uh, The president has it, you mentioned already, the president has it within his authority uh, to order his appointee, DHS, to do the same thing under INA-212-F. Go look it up the Section 212F, says that the president can, on a whim, shut down the border 100 percent, returning 100 percent of all illegally entering aliens into Mexico. Uh, This is not something that, uh, you know, he uh, can't do or has to, you know, make a law about. It's already there, like you mentioned. He's not a king who can just decide what not to do and what what he wants to do. And that's what they're, that's what's going on here. Really? I mean, that's what this is about. Uh, I don't think the impeachment is, I mean, obviously the numbers aren't there to succeed. They can't get it. They'll never remove him in the higher chamber. Uh, that's not the, well, well,
3: of- yeah, but hang on, but hang on, but hang, but hang on, hang on. This is a tough vote. We now know, and everybody on Capitol Hill is talking about it. The Democrats are not just going to take this up and say, Oh, they, they have no support. Test the red state. Senate Democrats are panicked about having to take this vote. This is how much the American people are worked up right now about this guy and about the border. So, hey, it's is it is he going to be removed in a trial at the Senate? Highly unlikely. Okay, but it doesn't mean that you're not going to have a ton of these red state Democrats to save themselves because they understand how Biden has opened up the border to an invasion. The purpose of the trial in the Senate, it's just like the purpose of the debate in the House, folks. Don't, don't lose the plot here. The purpose, and this is why we need platforms to adjudicate. You're going to put in front of the nation in this debate in the House over the impeachment of Mayorkas, not something that's on a committee that you're watching on C-SPAN or you're seeing because you come to the signal, not the noise of the war room. You're going to put before the nation to galvanize all the media. You're gonna, they're going to debate exactly why, Mayorkas willfully violated what you just said, the laws of this country, what you just said, Todd, 0.0001% of the United States knows that. This, this uh, vote in the House does that end the trial in the Senate. And I'm telling you right now, the Democrats are gonna try to bury this. They're gonna try to put it to a committee instead of coming up for a vote right away. Benzman, hang on for a second. You've been all over this for years and now it's, it's culminating in a, in a massive fight. On Capitol Hill. Also, uh, Ben Harnwell from Rome on the coup in Ukraine. As we head toward a presidential election in November, one thing you can be sure of 2024 will be a tumultuous year like no other. How will your hard earned savings fare during this year? You're already seeing the impacts of inflation at the pump, the grocery store. The dollar continues to lose buying power quicker than your wages can increase. How are you protecting your savings? Consider diversifying with gold from Birch Gold Group. For decades, gold has been the choice of investors and central banks to hedge against inflation. Now, you can own it in a tax-sheltered IRA with the help of Birch Gold. Just text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898, and Birch Gold will send you a free info kit on gold. They'll help you convert an existing IRA or 401 k into an ira in gold and the best part you don't have to pay a penny out of pocket with an a plus rating with the better business bureau thousands of satisfied customers you can trust birch gold text bannon to 989898 to claim your free info kit that's bannon to 989898 and secure your savings now take action text bannon at 989898 action 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 Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, we've got Richard Stern. We're going to try to get Dave Brad up. He's on the road. we got Philip Patrick. we got a lot to go through on the economy, tax cuts, all this deficit uh, to make sure that you're insiders. Uh, Harnwell's up. Harnwell's been all over this. I really want to give a hat tip to Ben about how he's, uh, you know, we've been talking about this for over a year, but it's happening in real time in Ukraine right now. So the um, the globalists and capital have a big problem. This whole thing they've been pushing on to, to codify the opening of the border and to ship $60 billion of your money over to Ukraine is falling apart in real time before our eyes because if we keep hammering and hammering and hammering and hammering, all of the facade of their lives will crack and crumble. And you're seeing this now. This thing in Ukraine and uh, – have prayers for the Ukrainian people because the hell they've been put through, I don't think is anything like the hell they're about to be put through. And this is 1 million percent on the doorstep of the Atlantises, Atlantic Magazine, Stavridis, all these scumbags at MSNBC, all these people, consultants, all this, the Davos crowd, the city of London, Brussels, uh, Jake Sullivan, Blinken, Biden, the blood of the Ukrainian people are in your hands. If this thing breaks out to a civil war between the Ukrainian people, which looks like it could be happening, um, <clears throat> that's one million percent on you guys. President Trump said he could do this in 48 hours. I think President Trump could do it in 12 hours. But this is Boris Johnson Blinken, this entire crowd. And don't, you compare what we have told you on the show from the day of the invasion. You compare that what you heard on CNN and Fox News and MSNBC the incompetence, the malfeasance, the lies—all of it—and you see where Ukraine is right now, where you essentially have a military coup. They can, they can, they can call it anything they want. But when a guy's the president in a country that the military is supposed to report to the president, and Zelensky is a world figure, right? They made him into this, you know, the mini Churchill. And by the way, a lot of conservative fanboys were in back of that too. This little scumbag. When the military says, when he says, hey, you're fired, call a meeting, fire a guy, and they go in the room, no, I don't think so. I don't think we're going to do that. That's called a coup, okay? Kind of what somewhat happened to President Trump with the scumbag military leaders and generals. You've got leading the greatest troops in the world, the United States military. We're going to come back to that in a second. Benzman, I want to go to the second historical, because folks, we are living in historical times. Don't take it from me. Take it from the main actors in this. There's a constitutional crisis brewing on the southern border about the concept of the sovereignty of our nation. It gets down very simple. The sovereignty and the territorial integrity of the United States of America, what they argued to put all that money in Ukraine, we said was the most important on the southern border. And now you have a major constitutional crisis. Todd, uh, you, you've spent your career, in fact, you, most of your career, you've been with Texas DPS and you've been in, in the intelligence operation down there. You know it better than anybody. Uh, Texans are not going to back off this. Now we've got the lieutenant governor, other people, and you've got other governors, Nome, Stitz, others, I think, DeSantis, others prepared to send and actually prepared to call their National Guard back from sub-Saharan Africa, right, or East Africa, and to call them back uh, and to send them to the Texas border. Right now, uh, although the Supreme Court ruled It looks like the federal government hasn't gone in and cut any wire. Give give us an update. And do you agree we have a constitutional crisis down there?
2: I wouldn't call it a crisis, but it's definitely a dispute. This is all about control of the dirt down there along the riverbank. Who gets to do what with that dirt and on that dirt? Uh, Texas uh, Governor Greg Abbott is saying that dirt is mine. I'm the state. Uh, That's state dirt. And I'm going to put... Uh, concertina wire and uh, deploy my forces all along that. And he's right, Mm. really. Uh, But the federal government is saying, well, uh, you know, that's our dirt and, you know, we're going to do what we want with it. Uh, And to a certain extent, at least the Supreme Court uh, has uh, temporarily ruled that, that they're right. So, uh, the question is what's going to happen as a result of it, and I think ultimately this will all be. But, but, set- but hang-
3: ho 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 ho! Put a pin in it for a second. Hang on. We say it's not a crisis. They did what Andrew Jackson did when he says it's not a crisis. The Supreme Court has ruled, and the state of Texas goes, "Yeah, I think we overrule you on that." And the and the government, because Biden understands the optics here will look terrible when his federal when his federal authorities go down and cut the razor wire. To allow more processing because folks understand something. what Langford has done, everything on this bill is about processing more illegal alien invaders into this nation quicker and deeper.'t here's how much money Langford has allocated to President Trump's wall. the wall that we know will at least be an interim barrier. We didn't say it was a final solution, interim barrier. and this entire thing here's, here's what Langford thinks. Of President Trump. Here's what Langford and McConnell think of the MAGA movement. Here's what they think about the sovereignty of this nation and the sovereignty of our citizens. Not one penny to the wall. That's just in your grill. That's just to show you, hey, uh, Trump, yeah, you had a couple years there, fine, but we got our own way and we're going to codify an invasion for our donors. So, Todd, when you say it's not a crisis, you've had to, I don't remember... Uh, and now they're talking about on Morning Mika, they're going to nationalize the, 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 the National Guard. They're going to federalize the National Guard. They're actually going to sit there and go, well, Christy Noem, you want to send troops, and Stitch, you want to send troops, and DeSantis, you want to send troops. The 25 governors have backed up, uh, have backed up Babbitt. They're going to say, hey, tough guy, those are actually our troops, not just as the dirt, not yours. Your people are not yours. They may be in the Texas National Guard. But they're going to be cutting the wire on our side. How do you say that's not a crisis, sir? Yeah, just, I mean, the way I I define
2: crisis is if, you know, uh, guys who have guns, pull them uh, or start having fisticuffs over, uh, you know, where there's use of force (laughs) down. But that's my definition. I don't see that happening. I think this is going to be. But I do think that um, there are, you know, far reaching implications about, uh, having to do with what the Supreme Court ultimately rules here. Uh, like who who can do what on the dirt and whose authority supersedes whose authority down there? And that's gonna matter a lot. Um, th- those matters are not settled right now, but I'm just not gonna I'm not I have heard people say, oh yeah, they're gonna, and actually, there have been cases of, you know, there have been heated moments where they're like nose to nose, these guys saying, this is my, these are my immigrants. No, they're not. You turn those immigrants over to me. You know, that sort of thing has been going on there. But, you know,
3: people kind of
2: ultimately stand back. Uh, but I do think that there will be long-term implications here depending on what goes on. Well,
3: well, well, well hang on. I did, I did say I'd love, your text, I'd love your Texas analysis of a crisis, and I agree. When they start pulling at the guns and they start beating each other, that's a true crisis. But that you don't get to that until you get to the middle. I said constitutional crisis. And you got one right now. Um, uh, Chip Roy. And I realize a lot of people have a ch- problem with Chip because of the Santa situation, just like with MTG on Herb McCarth thing. And I got that. I understand that. And I understand the anger. I understand the mistrust. I got it. I, I fully understand that. However, there are people that drive the action. And when you drive the action, uh, he's, v- you know, uh, Chip's uh, very admired in the house because he gets stuff done. Chip's saying that the Supreme Court that 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 what's happening down on the uh, on the border that if it continues to go forward and continues to rule not an interim basis he he compares that Benzman, to the Dred Scott decision, right? And he makes the case now if 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 Dred Scott was done now would people would people uh, obey it? They understand that if they'd fought it back in what 1857 1858 you might not have gotten to your point to a shooting war amongst uh, amongst brothers so do you think we're in a constitutional crisis down there i mean tell me tell me the tell me the way out right now i mean i think the way out is
2: that they're going to fight this out in in court and the justices are going to rule the supremes are going to rule uh the fact that this is all happening at the supreme court level that these decisions all have to they, they go quick i mean they're like mainlined straight to the supreme court these things so that does indicate that this is very legally serious. Uh, these questions are legally serious, and I guess you could call that part of ah of it a, a crisis.
3: But hang, on, okay. But hang, no. but hang, on, hang, hold, hold, hold hang on for a second. If you this is what this is what Chip Roy is saying. and kind of what Abbott's saying. If they take it all the way to the court, and the court goes, hey, we thought about this, and you know, we concluded with you know, the Roberts and, and Comey Barrett and some others, it looks like they've been intimidated by the mob up there saying, no, Texas got to let them cut. The Fed's got to come down and cut the wire. According to everybody that's saying it right now, from Chip Roy to Lieutenant Governor Patrick to Attorney General Paxton to the governor of the state, Abbott, who's no fire breather, they're going to say, hey, we hear you, but it ain't happening. So if that's the case, what happens, sir?
2: Right. Well, then it gets interesting. I don't think there'll be violence still, but it does get interesting because Abbott and his people, and I've talked to I've talked to senior uh, state leaders, so I know what their thinking is right now. Is that uh, there is nothing in any of these rulings that says that we can't put wire down. The rulings are just that the federal government can uh, take the wire down if they want, and so that's their. That's their loophole. That's their so they're going to keep building the. It, if yeah. the Fed come in and tear it down. They're going to come in but, and they're going to rebuild it, and it's, it'll be like
3: this. It, right. It, if but here's, but here's the problem. I tell you, we're going to go to break. Todd, please hang on. We got Ben. We got Stern. We got Bensman, We have nothing but hitters this morning. Here's the issue: if Biden allows that to happen, and he allows Maga and Patrick and Paxton and Abbott and the uh, great folks in the Republic of Texas to say, hey, we can put the, they, they interpreted it that way and he doesn't move. His approval among Democrats will crater. He will show, and he will show the world. That's what I'm saying. He, he's tried to be a wise guy. He got his bluff called. He got his bluff called. And he's got his bluff called, I believe, by people that understand the sovereignty of the state of Texas, the territorial integrity of the state of Texas is more important than what Joe Biden wants to do to get reelected. Short commercial break. Back in a moment. I want to warn you of a huge change that could be coming to our money and our bank accounts. First, think back to 9-11, shortly after the government pushed through the Patriot Act. This gave the government power to spy on innocent Americans by monitoring our phone and email and tracking our movement across the Internet. Now, Jim Rickards, editor of the independent financial newsletter Strategic Intelligence and New York Times bestselling author, is warning about a coming event that could elevate this governmental surveillance to a terrifying new level. In fact, Some of the guests I've had on the war room believe that the government will soon expand their powers to track our every move. If we say the wrong things on social media, donate to the wrong causes, buy firearms, or even vote MAGA, the government may be able to shut us out of our bank accounts. I can't say for sure if this will happen, but it's an interesting and dire warning. Fortunately, Jim Rickards, an American patriot and friend of mine, has made it his mission to educate us on what he believes is coming. And how to protect yourself from the possibility of programmable money. Watch Jim's warning video now before it's censored like I've been in the past. Go to RickardsWarRoom.com. That's RickardsWarRoom.com now to see the video. Here's your host, Stephen
1: K. Banff.
3: Okay, um... Lou Murray is going to join us a little later, I think, this morning. I'll try again. He's got a great piece in the Boston Herald about every town, of border town, about what's happening to Boston, right, because of this. Um, I've got Todd Bensman. Um, ben Harnwell is going to join us about this coup that's going on. But i got Richard Stern from Heritage. Let me get Richard in for a minute, and then I'm going to come back to Harnwell and to, to Bensman. Uh, Richard, um, and I want to talk about this tax, this other tax fiasco they got going. But I've got Harnwell in Rome who's going to be reporting from the Times of London and the Guardian and all this. I mean, there's a coup going on right now in Ukraine. Uh, Zelensky has had a fall out with his, his top field commander, the military head of the Uniformed Services, told him in a meeting to his face, uh, I'm calling for your resignation or the step down. Guy goes, I got to think about that, but I don't think I'm going to do it. Zelensky talked to a couple other guys that said, no, we're not going You can't do that. So the military has actually stood up to him. So in the middle of trying to push this Ukraine $60 billion, as we've said for a long time, the government over there is coming apart because they're not winning the war. The spring offensive failed. At the same time, we've had Benzman on here about the impeachment of Mallorcas who's central to this fiasco, this, this sellout on the border bill, which is really an amnesty bill. Uh, you got Texas in a standoff. You got a constitutional crisis down there. You got Mallorcas the first time in 150 years. Just tell me, you know this city better than anybody. How can they continue to go forward with these massive spending programs on these topics where everything they've told the people about it are a lie and it's all collapsing around them, sir.
0: Well, you know, as you know, this wouldn't be the first tyrannical government that we funded and then collapsed under its own weight. But you know, you hit the nail on the head, right? The DC cartel does this. They steal your money through taxes and through inflation and then they blow it on their donors, right? We've known from the get-go on this, this money isn't really about Ukraine, in fact, Truth be told, most of the money doesn't physically go to Ukraine. It goes to U.S. defense contractors. So that it's money that doesn't go to the private sector, money that doesn't go to producing goods and services that benefit Americans. Instead, it goes to companies whose headquarters are in D.C., whose lobbying arms are almost larger than what they actually produce, who take this money and produce things and send it abroad. And that's part of how we've ended up with $260,000 in debt per household. And, you know, this tax bill we're looking at, it's another one of these as well.
3: Okay, I've got to get to this, and this is why I really appreciate you changing your schedule. Come on. I've mentioned it a couple of times, but quite frankly, I knew something was wrong, but I couldn't figure it out. The Hill newspaper today, which is, people understand, we, we quote the Hill a lot because it's kind of the tip sheet of what's going on up there, but it ain't MAGA by a long shot. The Hill newspaper this morning, and I want to lay out, you have got you've got a child tax credit, an additional child tax credit and you've got this then some temporary uh, relief for entrepreneurs and we love entrepreneurs we're the entrepreneur show we love the fact entrepreneurs out there and we understand they need regulatory relief and tax relief but that's a fig leaf over what they want which is child this child a tax credit they're saying oh well, we're just taking it from the covid money right? And we used to have some of the COVID companies on here that get the tax release, you know, if you had employees go there and get it, they got to pull that capital and they think it's tapped. They think all those claims are basically gone. So it's about $50 billion. They're trying to use that. But this is a Keynesian infusion. At the exact moment, we shouldn't be doing any more Keynesian infusions of more federal stimulus. Number two, this is the most direct payoff for Biden's constituents that I've seen since they try to get the working class people in this country to pay for the, uh, the debt on, uh, on colleges. Now the Hill, and that's why I asked you, they've come up and said, yo, yo, guys, you're not really counting this correctly. That because all these guys in the committee saying, oh, this thing kind of pays for itself. You got the COVID tax release, will pay. It's $400 billion, not me. I knew something was wrong, but the Hill guys did it. Richard, $400 billion added to the deficit if you pass this bill for the child tax credit, is, is, is that directionally? Are you guys at Heritage coming up with the same kind of d- directional number?
0: We will be lucky if it is that low. So you hit the nail on the head on that one. You know, this is the <sighs> old thing that Milton Friedman talked about that there's nothing so permanent as a temporary government program. So you're absolutely right. This, quote, pay for is a fixed pot of money. It is the 78000000000 billion they're talking about, and there's not another dime you can take out of that. So JCT, the formal scorekeepers within uh, Congress, Tax Foundation, The Hill, their numbers you talked about, they're looking at hundreds and hundreds of billions of these things are made permanent, out whoa. all the way to $1.5 trillion of new deficits. And so that's asking the the Fed to print money. Ho, ho, ho. Whoa, rates, whoa, right? whoa, whoa, Mortgage whoa, 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 hang on, hang
3: on, hang on, hang on, whoa, 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 hang on, stop, stop, stop. Go back. The Hill's saying, this child tax, explained to explain it to people, that this is not going to be – they're just not going to be able to set it off. And for, okay, for the COVID tax relief stuff, if programmatically there's nobody else qualified, and that's what they're kind of saying, they've, they've got to basically everybody, the $70 billion shouldn't be an offset. The $70 billion should just be wiped out and say, hey, guess what? We took our first thing at trying to, to get the deficit down, but $70 billion that we're not going to spend. But even the offset oh, – the Hill saying $400 billion. Dollars. You just said 1.5 trillion. You you said 1.5 trillion. How do you get from something they're telling the people that it's offset? You don't have to worry about this. We're not going to increase the deficit because it's an offset with the COVID tax money. How do you get how do, some? They're at 400 billion. How did you get to 1.5 trillion?
0: Well, I will say, even in the Hill article, they say it's between 400 and 1.4 trillion, depending on exactly what happens, and that speaks to the uncertainty of what's going on. Tax foundations figures are $700 billion to $1.5 So everyone's kind of in the same ballpark of that range. It's a huge range because of that uncertainty. So to the point you were bringing up there, what this bill does is it provides really slight partial things through the next 20 months. But we all know these are going to be permanent things. Now, I will say the core of the business provisions, those are good for small businesses, for large businesses. Here's the rub, though. The way they're actually written in this bill, most of that money is retroactive payments, i.e. corporate welfare, to a handful of large companies. In fact, 57% of the net benefits in the bill are going to go to companies that use the interest deduction. These are tech startups. These are financial companies in Wall Street. These are not your mom and pop small business firms, right? So you know the the bill here is pretending as if it's giving permanent, long term, broad based expensing provisions. It's really not. It's really written to mostly be this corporate welfare. Then, as you brought up on the child tax credit part of it, 91 and percent of it isn't the actual child tax credit. It's the additional part. That's all welfare money. And illegal aliens can get access to that because you only need an an identification number, not a Social Security number, as the tax filer to claim that credit. So this is a massive expansion of welfare benefits that illegal aliens get access to. And, you know, when Trump was in, he did a lot to close that, but he got as much as he could. He couldn't close that loophole all the way. This bill is driving a Mack truck through it.
3: Richard, explain to our audience how this happens on Capitol Hill. You've got the hardest working audience out here. That's you know they want to be fair. Uh, They're they're decent, hardworking Americans. But how do we get in a situation we have two we have two to two and a half trillion dollars deficits on this fiasco of the federal budget, and they're spending all their time on this supplemental to get one hundred sixty billion dollars to Ukraine to put some more money to process illegal aliens quicker. Not one penny to the wall. And now they're coming up, oh, we're going to help children, and it's going to be all set. It could be up to a trade and a half, additional to the deficit of money we don't have. And at the same time, you find that the tax thing is not really to the mom and pop entrepreneurs that support this show. It's to basically the Wall Street firms and Silicon Valley tech startups. How does this happen? Tell, tell us how the swamp works, because this is the core of the problem in our nation right now.
0: It absolutely is. So the thing, the swamp, but I I like to call them the DC cartel, but either works, right? The thing they figured out decades ago is if you tax somebody, they're aware that you're taxing them. But if you print money out of the Fed, if you run deficits, if you crowd out private borrowing, it shows up as inflation. It shows up as mortgage rates that spike. But that doesn't feel direct. In fact, if you poll most Americans right now, they don't think that's why mortgage rates are unattainable for most people. They don't think that's what's causing inflation. They think it's corporate price gouging more than anything else. So, you know, what's happening here is they figured out this way where they can steal your money through inflation, through boxing out private firms from growing, through boxing out people from buying homes in credit markets. And that's how they're stealing. And it's not the money, it's your purchasing power. They're stealing the value in the money and then spending it. So that way, it gives them this ability from a political standpoint to give as much value as they want to their friends, their donors, their special interests, and to not get blamed for having directly taxed somebody. And I'll give you one event better on this. Taxes a lot of times right, are on the wealthy, they're on big corporations. Now, you know, I believe that trickles down to people, but it, it feels like it's on those people. Inflation, it's on the lower income people. It's on the middle class, right? In fact, the middle class and lower income Americans feel inflation spikes more than anybody else in the country. So they have managed to figure out a way to tax the middle class and to tax the working poor in a way that no one had figured out how to do politically before. And that's why we got to stop them. That's why we got to shine a floodlight on this.
3: Okay, Richard, what, what should our audience do today? How do they get, um, first of all, I want to get people smart in this and I want to do it quickly. This thing, Johnson says he's going to bring it to the floor this week. And uh, I mean, it's mind boggling because the illegal aliens get access to this. Where do people go right now, either your social media, what you're working on, Heritage, to get smart about this?
0: Well, you can go to my Twitter at Rich A. Stern. You'll find work there done by my colleagues, Preston Bashirs Robert Rector, Joel Griffith. And we've done a lot of work, put a report, a few op-eds out on this. Uh, I got some sad news for you, though. So it's now formally, as of I think about 20 minutes ago, formally on the suspension calendar for tonight in the House of Representatives. For your audience, by the way, the suspension calendar is exactly what it sounds like. It is a suspension Of the rules of the House of Representatives, waiving all of the things against it that would prohibit its consideration of the normal rules, this is where they try to cram this through without a real vote on it, without real debate or consideration on it. So, tragic news, to be
3: honest. Well, this is where... Hold it. They suspend it because it's all Democrat votes. Johnson swore an oath to heaven he wasn't going to use the suspension. He's used it every time he's got to get something that's massive spending, he uses Democrat votes. Then he just gets... The 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 weak uh, the worst of the worst in the Republican Party to back it. He swore he wasn't going to do suspension. Anytime they're using the suspension rule, you understand something's up. They're trying to they're trying to jam you. Uh, So anyway, then we'll we'll get to work here. People should go there. Richard, thank you so much for making this. Always a uh, pleasure. Thank you. You guys do a fantastic job. Fantastic. This is the fight you got to have. if You want to get to a balanced budget, folks. Two zero two 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 five three one two one. I would strongly recommend you call your representatives, and particularly Speaker Johnson's. Uh, and this may be you need Bill Blaster from, from Grace. So Grace, you're going get in the chats and with Carly Bonet and our team over at Telegram, all the chat rooms, and, uh, and make sure people sign up for Bill Blaster because I'm sure Speaker Johnson's going to have you on Muzak, right? Not going to want to hear the outrage. Remember, on this child tax credit, which is giving Biden a gift in an election year, why would you do that? Tell me why you one giving him just a total freebie. Two, it's more Keynesian stimulus at the exact time you don't need more Keynesian stimulus. What what you have fiscal irresponsibility, right? This is going to add to that. You have monetary irresponsibility that uh, the Fed can't even justify now. Why they're why they're why they're going to cut rates additionally, and you've got Janet Yellen. Uh, jamming the system in, in the most sophisticated quantitative easing ever to put liquidity in the system. Why? Why do you ask this happening right now? Let me think for a second. Let me cogitate on this. It's to stop Donald Trump. It's to give a temporary high to the economy to stop Trump. And Republicans are now going to go along with this. Johnson, and this shows you the big donors and back, this remember the mom and pop, and that's why I knew something stunk about this. I said, I can't figure out the entrepreneur side of this tax bill, which is supposed to be the goodies for the for the conservatives and Republicans, is really not there. But the other illegal aliens are eligible for this. Benson's is going to hang. around. am going bring him back at, at the next break. He's going to talk to you about more that you're paying for, folks, your own destruction, the invasion of your country. You are the underwriters next in the war room. True or false, using your tax refund to pay off credit card debt is a smart thing. Actually, that's false. DoneWithDebt.com published a brilliant strategy designed to let you keep your hard-earned tax refund and reduce or eliminate credit card debt. Most Americans owe thousands in credit card debt. In fact, Daily Mail's got a story that 56 million Americans carry credit card debt, and that debt will take years to pay off if you pay it off at all. Done With Debt found that filing bankruptcy is usually not the answer, and taking out loans to pay off credit cards usually increases the debt. When you engage Done With Debt, their legal experts and skilled negotiators take on the credit card companies for you. Their winning strategies are designed with one goal. Solve your debt situation quickly and permanently. First things first, chat with a Done With Debt strategist and explore your solutions. Some debt-fighting strategies are time-sensitive, so you'll need to move quickly. For a free consultation, visit donewithdebt.com. That's donewithdebt.com. Do it today. Take action. Here's your host, Stephen K. Ban. Okay, we know from uh, Grace uh, that the, uh, the, the, you call uh, Johnson. It goes directly to voicemail, so they're hiding from you. That's why you gotta get Bill Blaster. Let's go directly to it. Um, other updates: Cliff Bentz, who's not exactly a fire breather from out in Oregon, has really been kind of opposed, on the fence, but opposed to the impeachment of Mayorkas. Just said, "Hey, seeing what he saw yesterday, he's kind of coming down the side of impeaching Mayorkas. So, this thing is historic, and it may actually go through. And it ties. It's not chase. It's not a shiny toy because it cuts to the heart of Biden." Doesn't need anything. He's had every tool he's needed. He initiated this. They planned it. They executed They organized it. Um, also, Community Bank of New York, a, a financial fiasco there. I'm going to get more to that in a second hour. Philip uh, Patrick's going to uh, join me. I, I noticed yesterday in the last couple of days the people in uh, Nevada, at Las Vegas for the RNC, for the Charlie Kirk say couldn't have been a better crowd. Love you guys, The the county heads. The, the precinct strategy people, the precinct, all of it, just fantastic. I did notice when I asked for a show of hands on my end of the dollar empire, right, there are a lot of my dog ate the homework. So I need you guys to d- go free. It's totally free. I signed a couple of copies yesterday, by the way, um, because we need you as smart as the guys who work on Wall Street, we just do, or the people that, that fund the D.C. cartel or work as a political operatives because you are the counterweight to that. End of the Dollar Empire from Birch Gold slash Bannon. Just get it right now. Read it. If you don't understand it all, it's fine. Just just, just get it. Get used to the nomenclature, the terms, all that. That's how you get smart. This is this is a Socratic process. To work you through. Uh, Benzman, um, I, I need you to explain to the American people exactly what they're underwriting and how it's being done off the books with these NGOs and particularly the religious organizations not just your taxes, your charity donations are going to destroy your country, sir.
2: Right. Well, when I was in studio with you a week or so ago, I told you that I was working on a piece about all the NGOs working under the United Nations in Latin America, 15 Latin American countries, uh, to distribute just hundreds of millions of dollars in aid, all along the migrant trails, sort of helping to sustain their movement through there. And now um, I've kind of broken it out and explained to you that the State Department's Population, Migration and Refugee um, Bureau is the one that is, and this is a a Biden controlled political appointees run uh, agency within the State Department Uh, is shipping cash directly to a great many of these NGOs, which then turn around, and that's taxpayer money, which then are turning around and dropping them, dropping all that aid as cash and food and shelter and everything to the immigrants down there. My piece that just went up yesterday names them. I just looked at the religious organizations. I've got 248 of the NGOs listed in this piece, You can click on the link, pull them all up uh, and and see who the NGOs are and how much money that they anticipate spending in 2024. Well, it turns out that a lot of them are just pass through uh, organizations for Biden administration cash diversions. The State Department and the USAID are, sending cash through, I looked at about 30 of the 248, the religious organizations uh, that are affiliated with, you know, the Catholics, uh, the Jews, uh, the Adventists, uh, non-denominational evangelical groups, uh, etc., and that those are the groups that I just looked at uh, in the short time I had, uh, showing exactly how this works and what's going on down there. Uh, All of this is uh, part of a $1.6 billion plan for 2024 to aid and abet illegal immigration. And they know that they're doing it, they're planning documents, say we know that they're all headed to the U.S. and they're providing transportation for it, uh, shelter for it, cash debit cards for it through all of these different
3: agencies. Here, here, here. Here's why they're doing. Here's here's why they're doing it because their synagogues and their churches are empty, right? They, they 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 they're empty and they're using these are their new recruits. I said this about the diocese of New York years ago when I was in the White House and, and Dolan I think went off on me. I said, dude, I you know I've lived there, I've seen it. This is their recruiting tool. They're not doing it for some spiritual oh to, because of the call of God. This is practical. They're using your cash. They're not explaining to you where it's going, and this is how the recruiting folks coming up. One hundred percent, the evangelicals do it. The Catholics are terrible, and I'm a Catholic. The Lutherans are just as bad. You got the Adventists, and now you got this Hebrew organization. And normally, they're not guys that do a lot of evangel. You know, they don't evangelize, but they're in this too, right? All of them. This is mul- yep. this is not this is multi-denominational, is it not?
2: Yes, it is. I mean, uh, you know, and I'm getting pushback. This morning from the Adventists, uh, their public information officer is like emailing me saying, why are you attacking us and targeting us? Uh, and I, I replied, I, I'm not targeting you. I mean, I'm, I'm an equal opportunity. I'm just dispassionately reporting that these religious groups are, you know, in the in the mix down there, uh, providing aid uh, to uh, thousands and thousands of uh, immigrants that they know are heading to the U.S. border. Uh, because I suspect that uh, the revelation that they're involved in this uh, is kicking up some parishioner dust uh, that the people that are not ma- that are yes. mad at uh, I had. Should. Some, yeah. And I'm guessing that probably that there are Catholics that are mad about some of the stuff that I reported in this. But whatever, it's all public record. Uh, and I'm not judging. I'm just yeah. saying you're, you're down there. You're helping. You're in the mix.
3: And okay. it, it, we're, we're in the tr- middle. Mass migration. You're dispassionate. You're dispassionate. You're disp- you're disp- you're disp- you're disp- that's the power of you. We're not. We're saying, hey, Catholic Charities, you guys are taking money from the government. You're taking money at false pretenses from the parishioners, and you're down there uh, aiding and abetting the invasion of our country. Full stop. Invasion of our country. And I think that's under treason. Uh, Todd, real quickly, where do people go for your book, uh, your writings, your amazing social media, all of it?
2: That's right. The book is Overrun, How Joe Biden Unleashed the Greatest Border Crisis in U.S. History. Uh, that thing is still flying off the shelves right now. Uh, you can get it at bookstores and uh, at Amazon or Barnes & Noble or wherever you buy your books. There's an audio version, too. And then just follow me at uh, Benzman
0: Todd. At
3: you're, you're fantastic, sir. Todd Benzman, Center for Immigration Studies. We're going to talk about this Langford bill. We're going to go talk about Ukraine. Philip Patrick is also going to join us next in the war room. Tax Network USA is pure war room for solving your IRS tax problems. If you owe back taxes, COVID was your lucky break. Tax courts shut down, the IRS paused, and you skated. Well, baby, that party is over. The IRS is adding 20,000 enforcement agents, basically tax cops. Honest, hardworking Americans like you are in the crosshairs. Rich people have tax lawyers and you don't. You'll pay up plus interest and penalties. TaxUSA Network has brilliant war room type strategies designed to solve your IRS problem quickly in your favor. Never call the IRS yourself. You're at their mercy. You could sit on hold for six to eight hours and get hung up on. Grind you for all your back taxes plus interest and penalties. Tax Network USA attorneys have a preferred direct line to the IRS. They know which agents to talk to and who to avoid. If they get difficult agent, hey, they just call a different agent. Tax Network USA learned of a limited time special IRS offer. The IRS is willing to waive $1 billion in penalties if you qualify. Find out if you qualify before it's too late. Schedule your free confidential consultation with Tax Network USA. They've resolved over $1 billion in tax debts. Think about that. They've resolved over $1 billion in tax debts. They offer a best-in-class client satisfaction guarantee. Now call 1-800-245-6000. That's 1-800-245-6000 and visit Tax Network USA. That's tnusa.com/slash bannon. tnusa.com/slash bannon. Make sure you take action on this today. This IRS grind is only going to get much worse today. Sixty. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word: warroomhealth.com.